The Claude 3 model family by Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. Haiku is lightning fast and cost-effective. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Learn more at anthropic.com slash Claude. This is your tech news briefing for Tuesday, February 21st. I'm Zoe Thomas for The Wall Street Journal. In the last year, there have been more than 257,000 job cuts in the tech sector. And they haven't just affected Americans. By some estimates, foreign workers make up a quarter of the U.S. tech industry, and they haven't been immune from the layoffs. For workers on temporary skilled employment visas, known as H-1Bs, losing their jobs sets in motion a countdown that can force them to leave the country and the lives they've built here. On today's show, we'll hear from one man facing that situation, and our reporter Deping Chen will join us to talk about the wider impact. That's after these headlines. Google will go before the U.S. Supreme Court this week to defend itself in what could be a precedent-setting case for big tech. The lawsuit was brought by the family of a woman killed in the 2015 Paris terrorist attack. They allege Google's subsidiary, YouTube, failed to take down some ISIS terrorist videos and even recommended them to users. They argue this makes Google liable under the Anti-Terrorism Act, although they haven't presented evidence that the terrorists involved saw those videos. The search giant is expected to invoke Section 230, the law that gives online platforms legal immunity for almost all third-party content hosted on their sites. Our reporter John McKinnon explains why this case is so important. Basically, what's at stake here is the use of recommendation algorithms. And if those are no longer protected by Section 230, then that could really produce some big changes in the way that social media platforms work, recommendation algorithms have become more and more popular. You look at a platform like TikTok, for instance, it basically just runs on recommendation algorithms. That's essentially what it is. And so there's a lot at stake here for the social media industry. TikTok says it plans to build two new data centers in Europe, in addition to one it previously announced. The Chinese-owned social media site is trying to avoid security concerns in Europe about where users' data is held. It's already facing this challenge with lawmakers in the U.S. It's also disclosed that the platform has 125 million monthly active users in the European Union. Social media giant Meta is launching a paid subscription service. For a monthly fee, Facebook and Instagram users can have their accounts verified with a government ID and receive direct access to customer support. CEO Mark Zuckerberg said the point of the program, called Meta Verified, is to increase security and authenticity across the company's services. It could also help open up new revenue streams for the company, which is heavily reliant on advertising. And it addresses two complaints users have long raised, fake accounts and an inability to reach customer service. And in other meta news, the company has given thousands of employees subpar ratings in a recent round of performance reviews. 
People familiar with the matter said that could be a sign more job cuts are on the way. The company laid off 11,000 workers, or about 13 percent of its employees, last fall. CEO Mark Zuckerberg has declared 2023 should be a, quote, year of efficiency for Meta. A Meta spokesman said the performance review process is in line with what the company has communicated to employees. All right, speaking of possible layoffs, imagine you have 60 days to find a new job or sell all your furniture and leave the country. That's the situation facing many tech workers. We'll explain why after the break. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed, and Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. A large number of workers in the U.S. tech field are foreign, and they have not been immune from the layoffs that have ripped through the sector. For those in the U.S. on temporary skilled employment visas, known as H-1B visas, the impact goes beyond losing their jobs. If an H-1B visa holder loses their position, they have just 60 days to find a new role in a similar field. Sushant Arora is a 30-year-old project manager living in Boston. He lost his job as an analyst at a data analytics company about a month ago. It was a trauma for me, at least for a week. So I was so depressed. And, you know, it's very hard to believe you are not part of the company. And in addition to that, you have bills to pay, right? You have rent to pay. Now Aurora is scrambling to figure out what to do before he's forced to return to his home country, India. But redoing his resume and going through several rounds of interviews can take weeks. Under the H-1B visa rules, Aurora says he's only allowed to apply for jobs with the title business analyst, data analyst, or project manager. I'm working with two to three companies right now. I told them, can you please expedite my process because I don't have much time. Like if you like take more time, then I have to leave the country. I'm doing more than like 100 applications a day, like try to do that and try to enhance my skills so that I can crack the interview. And leaving doesn't just mean throwing his stuff in a suitcase. Aurora will have to divest his life in the States. I've invested like three to four grand in my furniture. And like this month, I bought a new car that is for $60,000. So, you know, in 60 days, I can't sell my furniture. In 60 days, I can't, you know, sell my car and pay the bank debts. You know, it's very difficult to do that. If he's forced to leave now, Aurora says he's not sure he'll ever want to come back to the U.S. Definitely, I won't do that because I don't want to be the same cycle. Or else if I want to live in another country, then I'll find the immigration-friendly country. Sushant Aurora is not all that unique as the tech layoffs pile up. Joining me now to discuss the bigger impact of these job losses is Wall Street Journal reporter Deping Chen. Hi, Deping. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So start by telling us how important are foreign workers to the tech industry? 
These workers are extremely important. Foreign-born workers, by some estimates, account for almost one quarter of all workers in STEM fields. That does include green card holders as well as naturalized citizens. But as you can see, that's an extraordinary proportion of the talent that is fueling the tech industry. Right. And now we're seeing these huge layoffs in the tech sector. I mean, obviously, that's not all H-1B visa holders. It's not all foreign workers. But do we have a sense of how many temporary visa holders have been affected? There isn't any reliable way to track these figures. Companies aren't releasing them. But in terms of the number of H-1B workers affected, certainly the folks that I've spoken to in recruiting and also lawyers who work with affected workers have said, you know, very comfortably, you could say in the tens of thousands of workers who are being affected by these layoffs and hold these kinds of temporary work visas. Deping, we heard Sushant Arora's story. Apart from the 60-day time frame, are there other restrictions or catches that may surprise H-1B visa holders who lose their jobs? Yeah, there have been some surprise implications for folk who've been laid off while on these visas. In some cases, when traveling abroad, outside of the U.S., that is, some of them have found not only were they laid off, but also that their work visa was no longer valid to get back into the country. And so we're talking about people who have lived in the U.S. for many years and now find themselves effectively locked out of the United States and grappling with what to do and how to get back in and how to pack up these lives that have suddenly been jettisoned from them. You've spoken to a number of people in this position. Can you tell us a little bit about their stories? What has their experience been like? Sure. Well, in the case of one worker we spoke to who was laid off from Twitter in December, you know, he was traveling on vacation in Malaysia and got the notice that he was laid off and then realized that, oh, you know, how am I going to get back in? He consulted with a lawyer. The lawyer advised him against trying to travel back to the United States for fear that doing so would set him up for all kinds of complications down the line if he's perceived as trying to misrepresent his status. And so since then, he's just been stuck outside of the United States, which is a place that he's lived for over a decade now. There's a chance that if he was to get a job while abroad, he could, you know, transfer status and re-enter in that way. And he's trying to pursue and think through other options. And in the meantime, he just has someone, a friend watering his plants in Los Angeles and another neighbor who's periodically driving his car to make sure the battery doesn't die. And his apartment is just sitting empty. What about for people who are in the U.S. when they lose their job and they're going through that 60-day period? What have they told you about their experience? Well, if you think about trying to job hunt at this moment, especially in the tech industry, which is going through such massive layoffs, it's not a very opportune time to find a new role. That's particularly the case for some of the workers I've spoken to who are more in junior positions, you know, maybe got hired fresh out of college. And when they got hired... It was a different time in the job market. There was a lot of opportunity. And at this point now, trying to look for roles again, you know, feeling a lot of stress, feeling the clock ticking and just that that sense of desperation. What am I going to do if I can't find a job within 60 days? Even in the best of times, getting a job in 60 days, when you think about going through the interview rounds, you know, it's just a back and forth waiting to get any sign of response from employers. It's a tough process already. You add on the 60-day clock and the workers that we've spoken to are just feeling under a lot of strain and something we heard from a lot of folk were just wishing that they had more of a grace period because 60 days, again, is really not a lot of time. Have we heard anything from tech companies about this? Were they trying to do anything to help workers in this position? 
In some cases, we know companies have been trying to extend the date of termination to try and give workers a bit more of a cushion. Or if you know layoffs are coming, to sort of give more of a heads up, and that way workers can start looking for jobs earlier. But fundamentally, they don't have many obligations to workers who are on these temporary work visas. In the case of H-1B, the only requirement really that they have is to notify federal authorities that their employment has been terminated and then also to help pay for airfare home. Big picture, because, you know, there are so many foreign temporary workers in the tech industry. What is this going to mean for the sector going forward? People that I've spoken to in recruiting have mentioned just the fact that all of these layoffs, which of course are hitting the industry broadly, but have a particular impact for foreign temporary workers, have noted that there is a chilling effect, right? If you are someone who is looking at your options and you're trying to consider where do I want to try and build a career, and you see all this upheaval and you see that, hey, as a foreign worker in the US, you know, I see a lot of these workers getting laid off and having to abruptly leave the country. Well, as one of the people we were speaking was saying was, you know, you might consider Canada. You might consider alternate locations like that. Canada did recently eclipse the United States as the most preferred global destination for overseas talent per some recent surveys. And there's reason to think, certainly when we're thinking about um, this particular class of workers with this certain skill set, that, I mean, they obviously have other options. All right. That's our reporter, Ping Chen. Thanks for joining us, Ping. Thanks for having me. And that's it for today's Tech News Briefing. If you want more tech stories, check out our website, wsj.com. And if you like our show, please rate and review it. You can do that wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Zoe Thomas from The Wall Street Journal. Thanks for listening. The Claude 3 model family by Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. Haiku is lightning fast and cost-effective, Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed, and Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Learn more at anthropic.com slash Claude.